right? And they're talking about how like someone like Taylor Swift doesn't need it. She's already so big. But you think of like Doja Cat. She blew up because of TikTok. Doja Cat would not be Doja Cat today if it wasn't for TikTok. But when you buy Audible books like one off, they're really expensive. Consumers know there's like dimension costs to deliver that Audible digital version that's not a physical book. Yeah. So that market share was right for the taking. So even our other writers, we have other writers on our staff, full-time writers. Some of them were a bit resistant because I think they felt that, oh, it's going to take away our jobs. But yeah. they're leaning into it too now. They're realizing that we can actually get more output and utility out of our 40 hours a week compared to someone who doesn't. So they're more valuable in the market. So I think they're Welcome to Inbound Buzz. My name is Moby Sadiq and I am joined by a special guest who's come back again, Mr. Luca Troisi. Is that how I say your last name? You actually said it right. Say oh, it did again. I? Oh, Troisi? Yeah, yeah, nice. Right, well, we've been here for like two years, so yeah, you, by this point, you think... I mean, you forgot my anniversary cake last time, so I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. I yeah. Was that yeah. on the show too? That was on the show, yeah. Wow, do we keep That's why this? I brought it up. Yeah, yeah no fear. Well, it's good to see you here, Luca. <laughs> so for those who are listen, long-time listeners, Luca is... Uh, our content manager, but also an AI expert. He's a chat GPT whiz, and he's going to drop some gems today. So we're going to be talking about custom chat GPTs. Um, but before we get into that, real, real quickly, Luca, just so people know a little bit about you, uh, you are <laughs> going to be doing an MMA fight yeah. soon in a cage. Yeah, so I'm going to be fighting in the cage, which I'm really, really excited about. A little nervous too, but I'm keen to get in there. And um, like I've trained for a while now, but I haven't done that. So I'm keen to get in the cage and see what I can do, I guess. So he's, Luca is doing a program uh, with Alter. So me, I've done it actually, Tasha has done it and they take newbies from who don't know anything to 20 or 22 weeks later have a cage fight, which is really cool. They're a former client of ours too, so shout out to Alter. Uh, but look, if he wins, you'll hear about it. And if he doesn't, we'll never speak <laughs> about it ever again. But let's move on, uh, Luca. What is making news this week? All right, so first thing, really interesting. Artists like Adele, Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, and Drake have been removed from TikTok after the largest global music company, Universal Music Group, have declined to renew their licensing deal with TikTok. So that's really interesting. Yeah, see, what's really funny when you actually read into this fight between UMG, you know, one of, like you say, one of the world's biggest music producers and TikTok, UMG says, oh, we're doing it to protect the artists, right? We're doing it to protect the artists and their royalties. And TikTok is saying the same thing. What it really gets down to is UMG doesn't want to pay. Like they don't want to renew the terms. And it's actually, I'd actually favor TikTok here because you and I were talking about this, like TikTok has blown up the careers of musicians, right? Yeah. So there's another piece by, um, I think it was by uh, The Verge or someone, right? And they're talking about how like someone like Taylor Swift doesn't need it. She's already so big. But you think of like, you know, last or a couple of years ago, Doja Cat. She blew up because of TikTok. Doja Cat would not be Doja Cat today if it wasn't for TikTok. So yeah. this really actually does hurt the artist. And TikTok is actually more right in this case as opposed to someone like UMG. Yeah, I agree. It's a shame that the smaller artists are being affected because of this. Um, but, I mean, hopefully it doesn't uh, Hopefully it doesn't really affect them too much. But I think that um, you're right with the whole TikTok thing, uh, you know, being really good for artists in the past and bringing them sort of up. But I'm kind of interested to see where this goes in the future. Like, I'm, I'm, hey, you know... <clears throat> feels like I'm a TikTok fanboy and I'm sure they're both capitalist, greedy 
you know, something yeah. or others. But, it's all about profit. But if we're thinking about the artists, the artists who actually benefit, they're the ones who do suffer. But what's really interesting about this, right, this reveals a deeper change. It's a deeper change in how people consume stuff. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about on this show how, like, you know, a lot of people now don't search on Google anymore. Like, Google does not have the monopoly. You've got people searching ChatGPT, TikTok, you know, like when you're looking for, I gave the example when, you know, my wife wanted to figure out how to get the dust off the fan blades. Yeah. She TikToked it and learned you can put an old pillowcase around it and, you know, whatever. Like she learned that from TikTok. I do the same stuff. Yeah. Right? Right. You do that and you're in that generation too. So yeah. you're, you're doing that stuff. So even music, right? How the monopoly that labels had for new artists being discovered or any artists being discovered has been fragmented. Mm. So a lot of artists have been discovered through TikTok. And that's like the way people discover things now. So it just goes to show that, and a lot of people, we even even our friend Marcus Sheridan, right? Business partner of ours, good friend of mine. He, for a long time, was against TikTok. Even he's come around and he's put his hand up and said, look, I was wrong. You know, this short form stuff is really, really, really good. So you just have to be open to this new way of discovery. Yeah, I agree. And even like social media platforms like Instagram and other others like YouTube are trying to emulate that sort of short form content. So Absolutely. Yeah. So this next one's really funny. Something that you found, Luca. <laughs> this one's uh this one's a banger. So X Careful what you say. This is all right, a, all right. Don't a worry, G rated hey, two years PG rated show. X hits number one in the app store, but guess why? Why is that? <laughs> because uh, Drake's nudes were released, so everyone wanted to download the app and, you know, talk about it. And you know, when it. I think of <laughs> whose nudes that I'd want to see and I'd download an app for, like Drake for me is not number one. Mm. And I can appreciate a beautiful man. I'm not gay, but like I can appreciate <laughs> it like maybe if it was Brad Pitt. Okay. I'm not gay, but I'd be like, hey, I'm curious. Like, I mean, it's all know, based on your type though, right? See, right? <laughs> but Drake, but anyway, like, yeah, this is funny. So like Elon took a lot of credit for this, right? Yeah. 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 What did he say? Um, oh, I don't think he, um, I don't know if he like took a lot of credit for it, but, um, but I do know that he was talking about it and whatnot. I just think it's funny because <laughs> I don't think Elon planned it, but it would be kind of cool if he was a mastermind like that and he planned this whole thing and that's what made his, you know, it become number one. So, yeah, but I don't know if really Elon was kind of Yeah, I know what he did do. He was like, oh, we're number one on the app store. Yeah, I think he was saying row. that, yeah. And the thing is there's there's life in the old dog yet when it comes to Twitter, formerly Twitter now. Yeah, it's, yeah. And one of the things <laughs> that I've said to Tony on this show that, you know, there's like two extremes when it comes to freedom of speech, Right. I would rather complete freedom of speech versus we're going to selectively censor. Yeah. Even even if it's against me, even if it's <coughs> even, like, you know, I'm Muslim, even if it's Islamophobia, I'd rather there be networks that allow that but allow everything. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's one of the big problems I see with social media today. Like there is a lot of censor- censorship. And I, I guess in some ways there's arguments to be made that it can be good. But also that that's not freedom of speech, right? It's, it's a restraint. It's a constraint in some way. So I personally don't like it. But Yeah, no, I, I mean, like the problem is Twitter was when Elon took over, that was he was like the great white hope, right? Because he in the start, he let Trump back on, which I'm like, hey, cool. I don't agree with him, but freedom yeah, of true. speech. And he allowed a lot. But it just shows, man, when this world like censorship is coming back and selective censorship. But. It's almost anyway, like a weed. It just keeps coming back. Yeah, it just keeps. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I will say, I will say, if, if you take nothing away from this, you know, uh, 
if you go download Drake's nudes because of this and are disappointed, <laughs> don't blame us because we're not condoning that. <laughs> but I will say Twitter is not dead. That's for sure. X is not dead. 100%. And it's not just because of Drake. That's right. All right. So uh, next thing on the news buzz, um, Spotify is taking over the audiobook market. It's now the second biggest player behind Audible. I don't think people realize how big this is because when this first came out and I, I was saying to yourself, uh, Luca, that I accidentally discovered the audiobooks came out free on Spotify premium, yep. like two, three days later. And I was like, this is amazing because I stopped my audible su- a subscription because I just wasn't using the thing, the tokens, whatever they give you. Mm-hmm. But when you buy uh, audible books, like one off, they're really expensive. They're very, very close to the full price of the physical book. And consumers don't like that, right? Like consumers know there's like diminishing returns, diminishing costs to deliver that audible digital version that's not a physical book. Yeah. So that market share was right for the taking. It just goes to show like you have to be fair to the consumer and there's always someone out there to eat your lunch and Audible's <laughs> eating their lunch now. Because since that came out, Luca, I have not bought one Audible book. And as you know, I, listen to, or I read or listen to two books a yeah. month. So I've gone through so many Spotify books that I just don't pay Audible or Amazon for anymore. Yeah, and I think it's like that's on the consumer side, right? And then there's also the business side. Like books are the OG lead magnet, right? So, you know, going back to looking at looking at a book and producing that as a lead magnet, I think this is an amazing opportunity to do that. Like Spotify is a place where people can easily access your content. And it's about kind of like my role is obviously content marketing. And so I'm thinking there's all these different verticals and you want to be across those verticals. And, and that's, I guess, one of the teachings I get from this. You want to be producing content in all these different verticals, including audiobooks. And I think these trends are going to continue to happen. Like right now, okay, Spotify is taking over the audio audio book market. Okay, but then what's next? The the shorts is trending, like all of that. I think it's going to keep changing. And as it does, I think it's important to like be across those different avenues. You're right. Audio content is showing no signs of slowing down. Like audio books are one of those things that, and that's why short form content is great because someone's on the bathroom, they're in meetings, (laughs) right? They're on the train. easy. You know what I mean? Hopefully not my meetings because like I can tell. <laughs> but like they're, they're consuming this stuff. Audible storybooks, uh, Audible books, uh, audio books are the same. You can, you know, drive. I list so many books while I'm driving. Mm. So um, it just goes to show you, right? Like books are the OG lead magnet. Like that was before lead magnets existed and it's not slowing down. Yeah. But yeah what's our Agreed. final, final news article today? So- this one's really great because um, at our recent event at the Taya Summit, um, the They Ask You Answer Summit, um, you actually use this as an example. So right now it's illegal to use AI robocallers in the US. And you showed one of them as an example um, at, at our conference. So yeah, but it's illegal now in the US to use them. Yeah, so we showed Air AI. So if you go on Air AI, if you Google it, YouTube it, um, it's really compelling stuff in the demo that we showed a bot and mm-hmm. it's probably staged but it doesn't matter like a bot calls uh, an uh, they're trying to sell apple those stupid vision pros right yeah those bug eye vision pros that everyone's going crazy about now so they try to sell that and they call an existing user or customer and it's a bot talking to the person and it sounds like a real person yeah like where it almost, gets funny almost. where it gets funny like when it, you see ai struggle and it's trying to do humor, like it's dropping yeah. jokes and it's like, ha, ha, ha. Like it's and the really tone awkward. isn't really right. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, but the point is, and the point I was trying to make, I'm like, okay, most people sitting there, you won't do this with your customers because you're like, look, I'm not going to do that to my customers. Mm-hmm. True, fine. But you have to remember, that's the 56K modem version of 
voice bots. Yeah, it's right? just going like, to get this better is and better. Just getting started, and not only that, you might have say you've got like a thousand leads who are closed, lost. They never bought anything from you. Does it really hurt you to try that? Mm. You know, like there's an argument to be made, but this is really you're right, Luca. This is very very interesting because as this comes out, as this legislation starts getting proliferated across the world, you know, I'm actually not mad at this to be honest. Because really? as a consumer, be, like I don't want to be getting robots. Okay, yes, that makes sense. Like I'm already on every list out there. <laughs> you know, I put a post up on LinkedIn. I get thirty blo- like yeah. email spam messages a day, right? Just because people use filters like CEO or COO or leader or whatever. So I'm not mad at it, but as a marketer, it's, you know, could be annoying. Yeah, I guess from that point of view, it's really annoying. But I think like it's even from a company point of view, as more AI comes out, it's important to, you know, move with the legislation and be like be adaptable and have your own AI policy and companies need to do that. Um, So, you know, if you are a company, you need to have that policy. And we actually wrote an article about that. So I'll link it in the um, on the website page for this podcast. But um, developing those, I think, is going to be kind of essential as this continues to move forward. Cool, cool. And if you want to check out those links and anything that Luke is going to take us through today, visit redpandas.com.au forward slash EP154. So EP154. Cool. Now let's get on to it. The featured buzz. I'm so excited about this because I know you've been playing with this. So uh, Luke is not hype. Like Luke actually uses this stuff in his job. And at, again, at the conference, we shared like it's made you 50% more efficient compared to before chat gpt 100 percent. this is 50 or 100 no i'm jake i know what you're saying you're agreeing with me i get it i get it yeah yeah i get it 150 i I haven't yeah yeah i'm in rare form today but uh (laughs) but anyway so yeah absolutely right so this is stuff that luca actually uses he's not just you know like we're not just jumping on the hype train and i can't wait for you to talk about this but essentially what we're getting down to the featured buzz of today is custom gpts yeah yeah now people are like oh there's chat gpt now there's custom gpt so um, just give us like a, a, just a, before we kind of get into that, is it worth talking about ChatGPT 3.5 versus 4? Because I know there's yeah, some confusion so it, there. Yeah, so it is, but I do want to mention one thing before we even start. I think that like there's been a lot of hype around ChatGPT mm-hmm. and, you know, everyone's jumped on board. And then I've heard a lot of people say, you know, oh, but, you know, we put prompts in, but then we don't get the output we want. So I think um, this episode moving forward from here is going to be really good to – get exactly what you want out of ChatGPT. And we've written articles on this, but I think just going through all of this is going to kind of solve that problem for anyone who isn't, like they know about ChatGPT, they love it, it's cool, but they just don't know how to get the best sort of answer from it or the best result. This is sort of going to solve that. And when they do get that answer, struggling with the momentum to be getting that same level of answer in the Every time, yeah. Yeah, So it's going to solve that today. Cool, cool, awesome. So let, let's just start with like um, before we kind of get into because there's been so many developments, ChatGPT, yeah, five, four. But really quickly, before just cover some basics, talk about the difference between ChatGPT three point five and four because there are some misconceptions about this. Gotcha. So when you hear three point five and four, you think, oh, four is better than three point five. Like this iPhone is better than that one. It's not necessarily the case. It's more so that they're just used for different purposes. And depending on what your purpose is, um, you use a different one. So let's actually talk about the difference so we can kind of understand that and you can choose which one you want to use. Um, so there's two main differences with ChatGPT4. The first difference is the parameters that it has available to it. So basically the amount of data it has available to pull from. So ChatGPT3 has around 175 billion different parameters or data points. ChatGPT4, 
is rumored to have about one trillion. So there's a map. What that means, like to translate that, is there's a massive amount of difference in how smart each one is. So four just has more information, more understanding, more knowledge. It probably means you're gonna get better results because it can understand you better. Can for certain more things. For right? certain that's things. That's the key thing, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's where our point number two or point uh, difference two comes into play. So one of the biggest differences as well is that uh, GPT four is uh, multimodal. So basically, that means that it's not just a chatbot anymore. Now you can upload images and ask it, you know, what is, what is that image? Like my friend, just a, side, a really quick side story. My friend um, had a dog and her dog ate something on the ground. She didn't know what it was that she ate, but she had a picture of it. So she said, what is this? You know, she was freaking out. So I put it through ChatGPT4 and I said, what is this? And it gave me a full explanation of all the possibilities and how to rule each one out. And after a little chat, we kind of ruled out what it was and came to a conclusion. I think it was like a snail poo or something. But anyway, um, like it can literally analyze images and give you answers based on that. It can analyze PDFs and other sort of mm. documents. Um, it can edit code for you. There's an advanced code editor. Uh, it can generate images for you. So it can search the web. Um, so when I say it's multimodal, it means that it's not just a chatbot. It can do all these different things. So it's like a, a an AI-powered assistant. It's mm. like having your own team member. Um, so that's the second big difference between 3.5 and 4. Um, I guess, should we go over maybe some of the examples that we could use in three and four? Yeah, I mean, because I they do say like, and like this is the point I don't want people to lose, like four isn't just better than three because it's a big, better, higher number. Exactly. Right, yeah. like you talk about this quite a lot that four is more creative. Mm -hmm. Three is really good, but a lot of your content, most of your content you run through 3.5. Yeah, I use 3.5 for a lot of stuff, like especially social media captions. So if you want to do general tasks or you want to do quick sort of content, even if you're writing blog articles and you want to speed up the process, 3.5 is better because it's faster. It can still give you a pretty satisfactory answer. Like it's, it's still really good um, at producing an answer. Four would be better at like really, it's a bit slower and it's better at more creative stuff. Like um, anything that requires more thinking or more strategic thought behind it or more creativity. Anything that requires like multimodal stuff like coding, yeah. analyzing documents or images, producing images. Or if you're writing a piece of content that requires up-to-date information, ChatGPT4 is really good because it can browse the web. So if you want to write an article about local SEO and just for example, let's say that that's changed now, not that it has, but let's say that that's changed now, then you would use ChatGPT4 because you would say, can you review the, like look at the web first and make sure we're covering all bases. So you can kind of use it for that sort of content. So there are different use cases for each, it's not necessarily one's better than the other, like you said. Right, cool. All right, let's get into custom GPTs, right? Because this is all the rage in the chat spot, the chat spot, the chat, bot chat GPT world right now. Cool. Um, what is a custom chat GPT? All right. So in our last, in one of our last episodes, when I um, was in it, we were talking about how to get the best sort of answer from chat GPT because a lot of people struggle, struggled with that. And we found that the best way to do that after a lot of research has got to do with the, the priming. So basically you have to teach, like long story short, you have to teach chat GPT a bunch of stuff. That takes time to give it guidelines, to teach it, to do all of that. So with custom chat GPTs, you save all of that time. So mm -hmm. that's what's so good about it. I think it. the key thing to mention there, Luca, and you mentioned, and we will link that show in the show notes. I can't remember what episode it was, but we yep. will link it in our show notes this episode. 
which is redpandas.com.au forward slash EP154, is that you're saying that it forgets sometimes. So you'll prime yeah. it and then it will forget instructions. So then you have to reload those instructions, which can be annoying. Yeah, it definitely is yeah. annoying. And, you know, I've done things in the past where I've, you know, kept instructions in a place, like I've copy pasted instructions to make it quicker, but it's still, um, it's still frustrating. And, uh, you know, having a custom chat GPT bot just saves that time. And it's actually even more powerful than that. So that's just like the, that's the initial problem itself. That's like scratching the surface. Exactly. You don't have to reprime it and stuff, but yeah, there's even stuff that goes beyond, you know, what, what I'm doing. We'll get into that later, but yeah, it's really cool. So, so just to, um, kind of expand on that, um, it's not just teaching ChatGPT. You can actually, a custom ChatGPT bot is basically customizing a single ChatGPT chat to respond in the way you want it to respond, to follow certain guidelines, to use certain documentation. Like you can upload files to this bot to teach it. You can literally teach it anything you want and it'll remember that and it'll respond to you and behave in the way you've asked it to. So. It's really cool. Yeah. Cool. Right. So like you're, it's like you're building your own chat GPT with special capabilities. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like a video game, right? It's almost like you're creating a character in a video game. Um, you know, when you have a, a game and you want to create everything, like what's the hair look like? What's the eyes look like? What sort of fighting power does he have? Like all that sort of stuff, if you're a nerd, you know? Mm. Um, or another way of looking at it is if I were to ask you, Moby, um, what team member do you want to make right now? Just pick a team member. Just pick a type of role, like a HubSpotter. Or something. Okay. Yeah. So let's make a HubSpotter right now, and then we go and we make a HubSpotter on the custom Chat GPT. So then it's going to respond to you in the way that you wanted to. It's going to know about HubSpot. It's going to be a HubSpot expert. So there's always going to be limitations, you know, because it's not a human. But this really powers up Chat GPT and makes it specific to what you want. So it's like having a hired mm -hmm. role in a business, you know. Cool. Almost. All right. All right, cool. Let's keep this going. This is probably my favorite part, right? Yeah, so it's cool. You're going to show us something really soon, but briefly talk about like how you can use it as a content manager in the content space and then like lead into showing some stuff. And of course, you'll be sharing your screen. So if you want to see the video version, then obviously you can check out the show notes and we can go. Yeah. There. So I guess I can talk about one case study we've kind of had, um, which we're still playing around with. So content reviews. Content reviews take a lot of time, right? Whether you're, um, you know, reviewing content for your own business, whether you have clients, whatever the case is, content reviews take a lot of time. So what we've done is we've created a, a chat GPT bot. Um, and what we did was we told this bot, you know, we want you to respond in, we want you, we want you to provide us feedback. So we'll give you a blog and we want you to then provide us feedback in this format. When you provide the feedback, we want you to focus on these three things in order of priority. So one structure, I think two was, I think two might've been grammar. Or no, two two was like anecdotes and creativity or something like that. And then three was, might've been the grammar. It was something like that. Can't remember the specifics, but um, we literally told it how we wanted it to um, give us that feedback and do that content review. And now there was, there is more we could do with that. Like we could then upload files and, you know, write complete guidelines and make it really detailed. Mm -hmm. We didn't go that far. We just went just up to there, right? And just by doing that, it really cut down um, content review time for uh, one of our team members, Elena. So there's work to be done there. But, you know, um, I've heard from Impact that it can save 20 hours a week from 
in doing content reviews. You know what I mean? Cool. So it's really, really cool the sort of stuff you can do with that. That's just one use case. Cool. But I'll so, show you. Yeah, yeah let's, yeah, let's get into it. Why don't you show us some stuff? Cool. And again, awesome. if you're watching the video version, you can follow along. So when you open ChatGPT, this is sort of what it looks like, obviously. What you want to do is you want to click, and this is only going to work if you've got the paid plan, of course. So you want to click Explore Chat, Explore GPTs. And on the top right, you're going to want to click Create. Right. So when Luca did that, if you're listening along in the car, when you hit on, when you click on Explore, there's all these like pre-built ones, but you're going to the specific Create. I want to create my own. I'm actually glad you mentioned that. So when you create a uh, bot, you can set it to public or private. So if you set it to public, anyone can access it. So there's a lot of people that have done that. So you can access their bots. So um, I haven't explored it too much, but there's potentially bots out there of other people who've done content reviews that we should sort of check out. Or, yeah, you know what cool. I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, awesome. So definitely worth checking out. Now here, there's two ways you can build a bot, the create mode or the configure mode. Um, the create mode is more user-friendly. Basically the way it works is you have a chat with what's called the chat GPT builder. It's just like chat GPT. Right. And it kind of asks you all the questions it needs to know to build itself, if that That's makes really sense. Cool. So you're having conversation with it to build something. Yeah, you're literally yes. having a conversation to yeah. build a program, a bot, whatever. That's really cool. The other way is configure mode. So configure mode is like same sort of thing, but you know you put all your instructions here. Um, uh, so conversa conversation starters basically means um, you'll see this later when we finish this. But when you have a bot, you know how when you have ChatGPT, you have the little conversation starters here and here. So you can set a conversation yep. starter. And then if you click that when you actually use in your bot later on, it'll start that whole process that you've given right. it. Um, so when you're saying here and here, you're talking about the conversation starters. Again, for people listening, that will have it on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. but you can kind of get smart about it. So for example, if you wanted your bot to be able to do content reviews, write content, and maybe two other tasks, you could have four different... I don't know if you can do extra conversation starters, so maybe it's just one, but I swear there was an option before. But you can have different conversation starters for different things, right? Cool. So then you can have a conversation starter for like content reviews. You can have a conversation starter for something else. So when you click that, it engages right. that process. It's almost, yeah, it's like creating like a website. You go to a website chatbot and you have multiple streams. Yeah, exactly. So that's what a conversation starter is. Like yeah, it's not yeah. just one thing. You can have multiple streams. Yeah, but I guess the way you want to think about it or the way I would think about it is just the way to start the conversation. So okay. when you come to the bot, you just click that conversation starter and it starts that process, whether it be reviewing content or whatever, and it knows what you want to do cool. based on that conversation starter. So basically you fill out this info, you can upload files. So if you have like guidelines you want to follow or anything like that, that you want ChatGPT to follow, you can upload those files. Um, and then you can give it capabilities. So if you don't want it to be able to browse the web or, web or produce images, you can untick those. You know, if you if, if this is a, a coding ChatGPT and you want it to be able to code for you primarily, mm -hmm. like you want a developer assistant, you'd click that. So you can give it different capabilities. Now, the big benefit of using configure mode over create mode um, which I haven't really explored, is create new action. So you know how ChatGPT has plugins? Yeah. Um, so basically, what you, and if you don't know what plugins are, it's basically adding extra stuff into ChatGPT. It's like SEO capabilities and other things. Um, so what create new action does is it actually allows you to add open API schema, which is a type of code for like open a API. Um, and then when you use that, um, you can basically use APIs to get other software to communicate with ChatGPT. Right. So more of a like an advanced thing. It's definitely like, an yeah, advanced yeah. thing. Um, but if you did want to explore it, when you do click on action, so when you do click on actions, create new action, there's actually a chatbot 
that ChatGPT has created for creating API schema. So if you wanted to do that, you could click that and it would open a chat bot and you could ask ChatGPT to create that sort of API and then you could you know, move forward with that. Again, I haven't explored it, but it's definitely something that um, is really cool because it, it lets you take information from outside of ChatGPT and plug it in and then use cool. that. So it becomes more than just a chat bot, you know? So take us through the one you've built. So I'm going to use the create mode just because it's a lot more intuitive and um, it'd be cooler to show on camera. So it says, hey, um, these are the sort of things you can say to me. What would you like to make? So we're going to pretend that we want this to do content reviews for us. So, And so you've already built this as well? I have, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So what we'll do- A simple version. Just for the brevity of the show, we'll- show Luca will show like how to get it started and then we'll jump straight into one you've built because I think it'd be really cool to show how you actually start this done yeah I think that'll be powerful and then we'll jump straight into it so I want to make a bot that reviews article content every time you send a message it has this thing called updating ChatGPT. so what I assume that is and is it's, it's it's obvious that it takes longer than a normal 100% ChatGPT yeah. conversation like it took it took a while there like yeah. 10 seconds or whatever ChatGPT usually spits it out yeah. this is like and now it's actually, come back right so now it's saying Okay, let's pick a name for our chat GPT. So I don't know why it's all professional about it, but okay. It gave you an uh, example too. It's like, how about Article Advisor? Yeah. Right? So it gave what you do you want to call it? Uh, LucaBot. LucaBot, okay. How about we call it LucaMobi? No, call it LucaBot. Lobi, Lobi, Lobi. No, 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 I don't know if I want my name let's next to yours on this bot. Let's call it <laughs> Lobi. <laughs> Damn, now it's, just don't save that one. Yo, I love that name. I love that name. <laughs> Lobi. We're not a um, celebrity couple, uh, Luca. So I mean, know. look at what X did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so it's uh, doing so generating profile pic- So now it generates a. I don't know why it's all professional about this, but it generates a profile picture for it. I guess it wants you to know which ones. Which yeah, it's giving it some personality. Yeah. I guess. yeah. So that's the initial profile picture. I'm just gonna say I like it, and we'll move on. So now you have to define its behavior. So this is about you know. You can kind of go into as much detail as you want here. So we could obviously spend like 20 minutes here and really give a detail. We're just going to do something really quick for the sake of the show. So let's say we are going to be producing articles around around swimming pools, mainly because we are a swimming pool business. All right, cool. Obviously, imagine if we actually spent time on that and we, you know, nutted out all of our um, mm-hmm. all of our content, we could kind of do a content matrix what and I plug really it in. About this, and I think where that's really helped, one area that really helped Elena and what you did was the content guidelines. Yeah. Right. Like here are the guidelines, here's the tonality, here is the personality or whatever. And it's smart enough to figure out, okay, cool. That's how we write. Yeah. So you and don't have to keep telling it every single time. Yeah. And if you spend time really defining that and then putting it into this, then it can save a lot of time. Um, and just like on that note, you know how you can kind of develop a content, content matrix and it's an image or whatever. It shows all your content pillars and all your articles and stuff, all your topics. You could then insert that image and say, I want you to like produce content around these sort of topics. I want you to review content around these topics. So if you already have something there, you can kind of import that as well. It's really cool. Yeah. All right. So now it's going into, all right, how does it, how is it going to give us feedback when we give it an article? So this is where we can really get into detail about, Mm -hmm. you know, what priorities to focus on, how it should behave, all of that. I'm going to keep it really simple and say, focus on structure first, then 
focus on having a conversational tone, then focus on grammar and punctuation. We'll just leave it at that. Obviously, there's a lot of other guidelines we can make. Mm -hmm. We can say we want you to target these sort of audiences or we want you to ask us what audience this article targets before you review mm. it and then consider that when you review it. So there's lots of stuff you can do. Yeah. We're just going to keep it simple and see what we can do with something in Yeah, you're essentially minutes. priming it. I love this because I do this all the, every time I'm getting a post made, I'll do like right at a eighth graders level of English. Or yeah, something. yeah. So I don't need to keep doing that. I build it. I've got it's the prompts. Yeah. yeah. Now, have you fi- have you built one already, like a completed one? Yes. Can you show us that? Yep. Um, I'll show you that. I'll show you one thing before we leave here. So obviously you can go through the process and just finish it off yourself. But while you're building it, you can actually test that chat bot. So cool. if you want to test it and see if it responds in the way you want, you can. I could then give this chat. I'm not going to do it, but I could then give this chat bot on the right-hand side an article and say, please review it. And then if it's not responding in the way I want, then I can come back here on the left side and configure it and say, hey, actually, um, I want it to be more in this way. Can right. You like, awesome. So you can test it. So as it. you're building it, you're like, okay, let me just test how far it's gotten with something. I'm not happy with this answer. Tell it that and start tweaking it. Exactly. And that's why like, it goes into the point I wanted to make, which don't spend five minutes on this. Spend an hour on it. Spend two hours on it. Like once you've done the work, it's yeah. there. And then you can save that time. Yeah, we're, we won't get into it today. But one of the things that I was talking to you offline about is I want ChatGPT to help me with LinkedIn. So yep. what your recommendation, and this is a good user case, your recommendation was like to build a custom GPT. Exactly. So we might do that and might share our journey on, the, on another episode. But what I'd love to explore is feed, because I've got so much content, feed that into a custom GPT. Now I have my custom GPT to create more LinkedIn yeah. content. And then you posts. save so much time. You don't have to give it primes all the time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. So let's see one that you've built and then we'll end the show there. So much value. I know we could do this for hours, but we like, could I, think, I think this just, hopefully this gives people an appetite and some confidence that, hey, it's not hard. You st- and even I'm ta- I've never seen this before actually. So it's given me confidence. I can just have a conversation and build it as I go. Yeah, I exactly. Awesome. You can do it in 10 minutes, an hour, whatever. Yeah. So I've built two here, actually. So we'll just do this one. I don't remember what the difference is between them. So your chat GPT bots will show up here. and On the left-hand side. Yeah, with the name that you chose for it and the profile image. I guess that's why it was asking for that. Now, this is the conversation starter. So review a blog article. So I'm just going to click it and see what it does. Seems you've asked me to review a blog article, but haven't specified the topic of the article. Um, should we look up an article and give it to it? or Actually, if you can quickly upload something... Yeah, I'll just, just look up, um, I'll just look up any article. So essentially, you can actually Great upload idea. a blog. Like you could provide a URL. You could. You could have a uh, – it depends if you choose web browsing because then you can – remember at the start where you could – You have that criteria. Yes. So if you do that, you could technically – I could just share the link. I don't yeah. know if I chose that option for this, but I mean I'll try. Oh, I did, I did allow it. Okay, cool. Awesome. So now like Lucas pasted that link in and it's actually – Cool, now awesome, right. So now it's actually reviewing the article and like very similar to the example you shared, it's going into structure, grammar and syntax, conversational tone, and it's giving you some action points. Yeah. Now what I can do, I can then like continue the conversation and say, all right, could you then look at this paragraph or can you then edit it for me, like whatever. But the point is I actually didn't spend a lot of time building this bot. I spent 10 minutes less doing it. 
imagine if you actually spend hours on it and you build something that really mm. does everything you want it to. You could probably feed it 10 articles you're really happy with, right? And yeah. base that on the criteria that it judges future, future articles. Yeah, you could do a lot of really That's cool stuff really with crazy. this. That's really cool. Um, any passing thoughts? Like, it, we'll, we'll, again, like we could sit here for hours. I'm geeking <laughs> out here. But any passing thoughts as we wrap up the show from you? I mean, I guess the only thing that I'd want to talk about, because I feel like a lot of people hearing this, some people might be thinking like, oh, well, this can just replace humans, you know? Does it replace humans? What, what do you think about that? I think like what and I've been saying this from the start, and this is an example, you still, there will still be people required who have that creativity, who know how to articulate a problem, how to brief that problem, and then how to create a solution for it. Yeah. So, you know, if you're a writer, if you're an old school writer, you know, like I hate to hurt your feelings, but unless you learn the skills that Luca has, you're going to be made redundant. Mm-hmm. Even our other writers, we have other writers on our staff, full-time writers. We some of them actually, I'll be honest, some of them were a bit resistant because I think they felt that oh, it's going to take away our jobs. But yeah. they're leaning into it too now. They're realizing that you know we can actually get more output and utility out of our forty hours a week, you know, um, compared to someone who doesn't. So they're more valuable in the market. So I think no, I think it's it makes you a better. It's an AI like. Um, it's not artificial intelligence, it's artificial assistance. It makes you better at what you're already doing. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say just to touch on what you said um, with that is I think that it really isn't about taking away jobs. It's about kind of adding on to what people are already doing. When you use ChatGPT or other AI in your job, you're basically um, you're saving time, which allows you to spend time on things that are more strategic, more creative. And that is what makes you more valuable, right? You get paid more. So it's actually a good thing for people with content sort of jobs or anything where you can use AI in your job. Absolutely, absolutely. Luca, absolute pleasure as always. You delivered the goods as you always do. Guys, if you were listening on, you know, in the car or whatever, definitely check out redpandas.com.au EP154 and you can check out the video of what Luca took you through. And I think I'm going to use that, man, myself. I'm going to watch this back. It's a really good starter to kind of start your journey with custom GPTs because you're right, man. Like, if you don't do this stuff, you're going to be left behind. Agreed. Thanks, Luca. See you again next time. See you again. Lobie out. (laughs) I hope hope that that does not kick off. And we'll join you again. Everyone comment hashtag Lobie. No, do not do that. (laughs) Hashtag Lobie. We'll join you again for another episode of Inbound Buzz. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.